Hi everyone, welcome to the Useless Doctors Book Club. I'm Sarah. I'm Harshini. And I'm Pooja. And this is the last episode of season four. It's episode 15. And we decided to kick off season five. So season five is basically going to be us rereading authors we've already read and then comparing are they still good or you know if they were bad in the beginning did they get better <laughs> like yeah we'll see if they're actually a good author or if it's like a one one book take um and so this week we read malice by kigo higashini and we've she already- know higashino oh. <laughs> I think I was thinking of like Harshini. Okay. Higashino. <laughs> um, and we've actually already read one of his books in one of the earlier seasons. I don't remember which one. But so we get to see if he I I'm pretty sure we all rated it really highly. Um, the previous one. So let's see if if he lives up to the same hype. Harshini, do you want to give us a spoiler-free summary of this book? Yeah, so basically this book is the first book in the Detective Kaga series, and I think we read like the third book or something like that previously, so this fourth fourth book previously, so, oh wait, is this the fourth book? I mean, it's technically, it in Goodreads, it says number four, but yeah. it's the first one. Okay, yeah, I just saw that in Goodreads because I have it up next to me. because I think it's like so it's translated so they translated it a different way I don't know Mm, okay okay whatever this is a book in the Detective Kaga series so Detective Kaga's in it of course and he is investigating this murder of a best-selling novelist named Hidaka and Hidaka's friend Nonoguchi is the friend who we first kind of get his perspective which I was a little surprised by because I'm pretty sure the other book was in Detective Kaga's perspective so I was like oh this new character um and he is friends with uh Hidaka and so basically the they were they used to go to the same middle school and then they were like both teachers at the same public school and then yeah he is one of the last people to talk to Hidaka before he's found murdered in his home. So then Detective Kaga comes in. He obviously is interviewing um, Noroguchi about everything that happened and things get unraveled and uh, revealed. That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> revealed and the story unravels. I, I don't know how to use that word. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Solid summary. Yeah. I think you were wrong also. <laughs> what? The Kaga and Nanaguchi know each other from when they were teachers. Hidako oh, is not a teacher. so much sense. Okay. Because <laughs> okay. I was skimming through this Goodreads and I was like, I thought Nanaguchi like- and Hidako were like friends and they were younger and they yeah. were writers and I don't think Hidaka was a teacher okay sorry Kaga knows Nonoguchi yeah and he's kind of like a little suspicious of Nonoguchi because of their previous relationship but yeah um I can't really say much more without spoiling anything because a lot happens in this book um so Pooja what did you think about this next book that we read by Higo Higashino. Yeah. So as Harshini mentioned, this is the fourth book in the Detective Kaga series, but it's, or no, sorry, the first book. It's the, it's okay. I think what it is, is that it was translated first. I don't think it's the actual first book in the in the series. So I don't really, but like, this is the first English translation and Okay, that that is irrelevant, honestly. It doesn't really matter. You can read them out of order. It makes no difference. But um, but yeah, but the thing is, so we read Kigo Higo Kigo Higashino's 
other Detective Kaga series book in our first season. So it was first episode, I just looked it up, episode four of the first season. And I remember we had this whole crush on Detective Kaga because he, in that book, I just remember him like showing up with snacks everywhere he's going. And like, he's just like, it was like a very wholesome type of book. So I kind of went into this book with that mindset, thinking it would be like a wholesome, cozy mystery and that sort of thing. This definitely wasn't. It was a lot darker. It was a very different in tone. Kaga never showed up with snacks anywhere. I was very disappointed in this. <laughs> it was like, that's what I loved about you before. Why did you why did you change? Um, but he's still like a really good detective and like he has a little bit of like a it's very, we we kind of alternate between different perspectives and Kaga is one of those perspectives. So we see kind of where he's coming from or what his thinking process is. And it's very, this book is very heavy on exposition. So it's like very methodical, like every single, whenever Kaga is explaining something, he's like this, this, this happens, then this happens, then this happens. Now, why did I think this? Why did I think this? Why am I suspicious of this? Or something like that. So it's very like, procedural and that kind of lens that's like due to the exposition of it where it's like someone's explaining every single step of what they're thinking it's a lot of telling not necessarily showing and I know I typically have an issue with this in other stories however in this particular situation because it's so procedural and it's like walking through a crime and walking through like something happening um, it kind of works in a way. It's not, it's, I didn't necessarily think it was bad. Um, I would have given this book five stars, except for something that happens in the end. And we'll talk about it in spoilers. <laughs> but I give it four stars. I would recommend, I find this series pretty, it's, it's not as like grotesque or crazy as like a thriller or some of the thrillers that we've read on this podcast but it is very much like a police procedural like it's something happens and then the police get involved and they like very classically like investigate all these subjects and have these theories and then they're trying to see if these theories make sense and blah 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 it's very much like a very I don't know the only way I can explain it is that it is a standard police procedural um, so if you're interested in that, I would recommend because our detective is very much like a no-nonsense, you know, uh, guy who has like very high moral principles and everything. And like, you root for him. He's not shady or anything like that. So yeah, um, would recommend four stars from me. And I gave the previous one three stars. So I think this is, this was better, but I don't know. Maybe if I read that, I'll give that four stars too. I don't know. But yeah, four stars from me. Uh, Sarah, you recommended this book. What did you think? Wow, I really thought you rated the other one higher. <laughs> I didn't know that. I thought we all rated it really highly, but you know, maybe I got to go back to my rating. I have no idea. I just remember us all thinking Detective Kaga was a cutie. But I, yeah, I would agree with you on pretty much everything. It's definitely a different vibe than the first book. Um, so, I mean, I honestly kind of forgot the first book, but it had a lot of the same key things where it's like, yeah, like you said, Detective Kaga explaining his thinking process, which I really like. Uh, so I rated this book four stars as well. I really like it. I don't know. It's, I don't know. It, to me, I like books where you can like the, I don't know, someone's solving a mystery and then they walk you through how they solved it. For me, the only thing I'm not, the only reason I really knocked it down to four stars is um, there was like a little too many twists for me. I, don't get me wrong, I like a good twist and it was, I mean, there were good twists in this. But for me, it was like, I don't know, it was like, oh, let's just do another one and another one and another one and another one. And I'm, at a certain point, I'm just like, I feel like I'm just, I don't know how to describe it. It's just like, I feel like I'm being fooled and it's like not even fun anymore because it's like, you pulled this out of your ass. <laughs> like, it wasn't really pulled out of the ass, but it was like, 
I don't know. It just makes me feel like that because it's like so repetitive. It's not even fun anymore. So I could have gone with a couple less twists in it, in my opinion. Um, but otherwise, I thought it was really good. It was interesting and an easy read, which I appreciate. Um, so I would recommend this book. But yeah. Hashini, what did you think? Well, I also rated this book four stars. So wow, it's just wow. like one of those. I feel like it's very consistent, solid. Yeah, I also don't remember what I gave the first book and I don't remember much about the first book. Like I totally forgot about the whole, like how we loved Kaga and the things he did and stuff. And yeah, definitely this book is a different vibe. I would say I was surprised just with the way that this book was told I thought it was cool and I feel like the even though it's like traditional mystery solving it was interesting the way that the story unfolded just because honestly like pretty early in the book I was like oh okay we're done like the mystery solved um but then yeah that like obviously there was kind of more to it and I don't know it was interesting because I think I'm so biased to like police that are just like trying to close cases early so it's like um Detective Kagos like really trying to figure out like exactly what happened which is cool and yeah then there was another point like two-thirds of the way through where I was like why are there still 100 pages <laughs> like we're done here but I think that does go to the twist in the book but I personally felt like the last like the ending I liked it I felt like I agree with I don't know even though I liked the way that it went about I I I don't know part of me was kind of like annoyed that it was like like it seemed like it was solved and to me there wasn't really anything missing so I guess what I would have wished is like I don't know maybe it was just me glossing over things or feeling like some things weren't important to be figured out but I felt like the story could have ended so maybe the author could have left a little bit more missing so it's like a little more interesting to be like what what how do we explain this and and Kaga does explain like why he's kind of continuing to investigate but yeah I don't know it's definitely definitely a good book and I enjoyed reading it I did not leave the entire book to read <laughs> for like the day before so it was nice a nice break to read throughout my week although I will say that it had so many <laughs> like I don't know I'm just in exam mode too so I was like oh my god already the book is called Malice which is already a criminal law concept so it's like of course there's gonna be so many <laughs> things related to criminal law but then there was stuff related to copyright and I was like okay I guess I'm studying while I read this book because I'm just like issue swatting right now but those is cool but also I was kind of like please I I want to break um from this stuff but that's not the author's fault but yeah I would say that I would recommend this book um I don't know if you guys have like for people who are listening who maybe didn't read the other book like do you have you know a recommendation for which one to start with because I personally enjoyed this one more I don't know what I rated the other one but I just felt like the darker side of it was more intriguing to me and even though I feel like you couldn't really solve things on your own in this book either, I, I, I was still like, a I had more to go on at least than the other book where I feel like he was just doing his investigating and I had no idea who could have done it. I think it depends on what kinds of mysteries do you like. Like if you are someone who likes more of a thriller mystery or like a thriller suspense or something like that, Malice is definitely the better option. Whereas if you like more of like a cozy mystery or something that is very much like there, there's like a cast of characters and like the detective is trying to figure out which cast, like which member of this cast of characters is the person um, in like, you know, like your standard detective cozy mystery novel type, then I would go with Newcomer. Um, which is the previous one that we read. But I think it depends on your on your taste. 
but either way i don't think any of them are particularly like grotesque or you know super you know thrilling in that sense this is darker but it's definitely not nowhere near something as like super intense you know with like stuff i i'm like trying to think of like other thrillers that we read that were more intense but i can't even think of one right now that like do that's like super intense i don't think we've ever read a super intense thriller yeah i wouldn't say super intense but i was just thinking about the southern book club one that, where just, yeah that was horror though i guess yeah yeah if it, thriller i don't know I was thinking like, I don't know, like every thriller, I mean, but but regardless, this is more of a thriller, I would say, than like a cozy mystery or anything like that. So Newcomer is more of like a mystery where there's like very clearly you're trying to figure out what the crime is and like who did the crime. Whereas in this case, like it's more of like you kind of, I don't know, then I'll be going into the spoiler section. So then we'll just refrain from saying anything. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like I would, I guess it depends what exactly you're looking for. But in general, I would probably recommend this one just because, well, honestly, I feel like you can't really say anything because I don't really remember that one. I feel like I might just be recommending this one more because I remember it. But I don't know. I think it's more of a, yeah, more thrilling. So more exciting. Yeah. Do you guys want to, do you guys have any other non-spoilery thoughts? No? Okay. So this is the part in the podcast where if you are interested in reading this book, which we all did recommend it to some extent, so um, do check it out if this is up your alley. Uh, If not, if you have no interest in reading this book or you have already read this book, um, you can continue listening to our spoiler section um because that's where where we are headed so does anyone want to spoil the entire book or should i spoil the entire book i was i like chris asked me what the plot was and i was trying to explain it to him and i was like this is way too hard to explain (laughs) i feel like i'm not the right person to spoil it it's just because there's so many twists in there like well, and then this happened, and then, well, that happened. I don't know. I'm just, like, not good at spoiling this book, so. I can do it if you want. Okay. You can you can fill it in, Bruja. <laughs> I, <laughs> I feel like. <laughs> what? No, I feel like that's what happened last time, too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, you just, like, take over at some point. Um, okay, but I will, I will give it a first shot. Okay, basically, um. So as we talked about, Nonoguchi is this friend of Hidaka that um, Kaga is talking to and the other like maybe relevant characters are like the only other people around are um, Miyako. Oh my god, I'm like only seeing letters. I like didn't say her name. (laughs) Yeah, is that the neighbor? Yeah, the neighbor Miyaka Fujio or something. And then yeah, yeah, yeah. Ri Hidaka is his wife. So those are like the people that were like there. But basically, pretty soon into the kind of um discussion of like what happened, Kaga is like talking a lot to Nonoguchi and finds out that he's like keeping a record of everything that is happening like kind of journal entry wise of every the events that are like happening right after um uh Hidaka's death so Nonoguchi has this account and Kaga is like oh yeah can I see it because maybe you have some extra details that I've missed so when he reads this account like he soon kind of into the book realizes that um Nonoguchi's like kind of changing the way that the story is told slightly in his favor um and what is the other big thing (laughs) I've already forgotten the reason why they're like it's you so like initially like the first round yeah so they (laughs) 
because there's like four rounds of this I know I know and I was like I thought I had it because I remember the end but I don't remember the first round so initially like uh, so when they're reading the thing I think the first round is the fact it he like uh it's something it's his wife it's uh Hidaka's first wife yeah and they're like oh like oh and then also they find they find books like the little notebooks in Nanaguchi's house yeah like why do you have these notebooks and then it's he spins this whole tale of the wife and it's a whole thing yeah yeah so I think um yeah basically through all of that he kind of reveals that um Hidaka like basically Nonoguchi has these notebooks of like these manuscripts of the books that Hidaka had written and he is this best-selling novelist so he's released multiple books and it's like Nonoguchi has the manuscripts and like better versions of these books so Kaga's like oh that's kind of weird and then also realizes that yeah um Hidaka's first wife I forget her name Kunioko. You can just say Hidaka's first wife. <laughs> Hidaka's first wife was um she like died years ago and it's basically thought to be an accident where she gets hit by this bus or car or something. And uh they find out that uh Nonoguchi has pictures of her and has like an apron in his um stuff and the like first kind of before this basically um Kaga's like I need to search your house and so he finds all of this stuff and so then Nonoguchi is like oh you got me like yeah I was basically um you know I think he said he was blackmailed into writing yeah yeah he like talks about so like first with the whole when the whole like book thing shows up like with the notebooks uh, Kaga first goes to him and he's like you were his ghostwriter and then he's like no I was never his ghostwriter I would never do such a thing like that that is so wrong then when Kaga searches his house some more finds these photos then he's like what is this and then he finds like some plane ticket or whatever and then he's just like what is this and then there and then like uh Nanaguchi is like oh that's like it's like whatever like don't worry about it it's fine it has nothing to do with the case like don't worry it has nothing to do with the case and then Kaga explores some more and then he looks more into like Nanaguchi's relationship with the wife blah 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 okay then afterwards then he like shows all of this evidence to Nanaguchi and is like okay explain to me what the fuck is happening and then he's just like oh okay like yeah uh I you know met like Hidaka's wife and then we started an affair and then I was like really into it or whatever or no sorry sorry first before that he met Hidaka just like casually when he found out that Hidaka was writing books and then he was like I have a dream of becoming an author so I'm gonna write these books so he like wrote a story shared it with Hidaka and then Hidaka was like oh I mean this is like okay it's not that good but it's like okay and then Hidaka's, and then he meets Hidaka's wife, starts an affair with Hidaka's wife. Hidaka's wife is like, you know, he's just stalling you. Like, he doesn't actually want you to, okay, and then now you can take it away. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, bas- no, no, no. I was like, oh, yes, I'm like getting the story again. <laughs> and I'm like remembering where I was when I was reading this. But yeah, basically, then it's kind of like revealed to, um, like Nonoguchi slowly that you know Hidaka claims he never read the manuscript but then like has this book that is just like his book and he's like what the fuck man like and he's just like I don't know anything about that like what are you talking about I came up with this myself which is why I was like he's claiming independent creation but anyways I was like um then basically Nonoguchi is like oh why are you doing this but he yeah he's basically saying that Hidaka is stealing his work and so he like basically tells this whole story and I think yeah that's like kind of the first and I don't think he really reveals anything about like his true motive for killing um 
Hidaka still, like Nonoguchi is still kind of like giving all of this evidence of like their tumultuous relationship. That's like clearly with this power imbalance, but he's still not like Kaga is still like, why did he kill him? And one thing we didn't mention in the beginning was like, they always thought that this murder was just like a heat of the moment kind of murder because there were several like mistakes made. And first of all, like it was um, this paperweight that uh, Hidaka was hit with and then he was strangled with a telephone cord. So they were like, these are things that are in the house. Like clearly this person did not premeditate this murder. It's just like heat of the moment. And then they left this computer on. And I think the way that he actually, he just, the first thing that happens is he destroys Nonoguchi's alibi by saying that like, he like formulated this call from, and I was like, I don't even understand how fax machines work from Nonoguchi's fax, or sorry, from Hidaka's fax machine to, um, to Nonoguchi. Wow. I'm confusing their names from <laughs> fax machine to Nonoguchi to pretend like the death happened much later. So he would have an alibi because he was like meeting with someone and he could, you know, say that he was not there at um, Hidaka's house at the time of the murder. But in actuality, he like, like uh, scheduled this call to go from Hidaka to Nonoguchi. So all of this background for why he was originally um, a suspect. And, you know, he tells all of this stuff, but Kaga's still like, what is going on? So then it kind of, there's this book that um, like Kaga's not really sure if Hidaka wrote it or Nonoguchi wrote it and like there's this character like the main person that this book is told from is seeing these events happen and this terrible rape of this young girl that this guy Fujio commits and so that's all like one other story but essentially I'm gonna like jump ahead because I think I'm missing one other point but this is gonna be a very long summary so we'll just go to the end where basically um Kaga starts to realize that, hey, like, he, he begins talking to a bunch of people who knew Hidaka or Nonoguchi when they were younger. And, you know, there's like middle school, people who were in their middle school, like their neighbors, all the different kinds of people. And everyone is kind of giving this like mixed um, message in terms of like what their Hidaka and Nonoguchi's relationship was like, what... Um, like what their relationship with other people was like because Nonoguchi is like saying this putting on the story that he used to be bullied when he was younger and he's like saying Hidaka is like this you know guy who everyone liked but he like Nonoguchi himself wasn't well liked um, but they were friends and like suddenly it starts to come out that even though Nonoguchi was bullied, he became the bully. And the big thing that gets revealed is that whole story where you see that this guy, Fujio, who's a bully, who rapes this girl, um, Nonoguchi is the one who kind of helped him in that rape. And so he and Hidaka knows this and so this entire thing came from the fact that Hidaka knows this information and so basically we learned all of this previous stuff only to find out that Nonoguchi planned all of this like he literally made it so that like he wrote out a bunch of journals that had like stories just like the books that Hidaka himself released like he was not you know, influenced in any way by Nonoguchi, like he wrote those books himself. The whole like affair, quote unquote, with his wife was not real because Nonoguchi just like stole some shit from their house and like planted that. And he realizes all of this, Kaga realizes all of this because he's starting to just suspect Nonoguchi's story in general and also finds out this video evidence that comes out of no, uh of Nonoguchi in Hidaka's house like it also doesn't fit with when this was taken um I think I yeah I skipped some relevant points which we can go back to because I, I'm like I'm talking forever but yeah essentially Kaga finds out that 
Noroguchi planned this elaborate thing to make himself seem like he like he, he wanted to get caught essentially but he also in the process wanted to ruin Hidaka's career because he just really hated Hidaka and so the fact that the public thinks that yes Nonoguchi killed Hidaka but it was because Nonoguchi was the original writer of these books and Hidaka wasn't actually the true like person behind these books he was just stealing the work from Nonoguchi and like all this other outside stuff that comes out is like all freaking planned by Nonoguchi and our man Kaga figured it all out even though he like planted the evidence in such a way that like a person would come to like figure out the evidence but come to this false conclusion and so that's the end <laughs> Okay. <laughs> no, no, that was like a good, that was a pretty good summary. Given how many twists there were, I think you covered majority of them. I think, I think the only thing I would add is that, so the whole point, so the one thing I would say is that at the very end, right? So like you mentioned that Hidaka, uh, Hidaka had this evidence that Nanaguchi was the person who like held down um, the woman getting raped and like if that were to come out like that's one of the reasons for why but I think at the very end it comes out that Nanaguchi like Kaga was like Hidaka probably didn't even have that like he he would never he wouldn't even think to like reveal that or anything like that because he's like why does what difference does it make to me it's like irrelevant so at the very end we find out that like Kaga is like well the reason why Nanaguchi killed Hidaka is simply because he could and like that's kind of like the motive and throughout the entire book Kaga's just trying to figure out why Nanaguchi killed Hidaka and at the very end he c settles on this conclusion that Nanaguchi killed Hidaka just because he could and it was like and there's like this also tie-in where at the beginning we were talking about how Kaga already knows Nanaguchi because he was a teacher and there's like this subplot of Kaga leaving his job as a teacher because he had a very bad experience where there was a student getting bullied by some students, some other students, and it was like really, really bad. But then that student ended up, so Kaga tried to help that student and like tried to, you know, like give him support and all that sort of stuff. And then the bullying stopped. But as soon as the summer came out, they like went back to bullying that student again. And that student retaliated and like stabbed one of the kids. Uh, and everyone survived. But, you know, Kaga was like, I can't be responsible for students. Like, I'm not, I'm not a teacher. Like, I, I this is not for me. So he left. Um, and so he, like, this whole subplot of bullying and how Nanaguchi and Hidaka's thing with bullying and how Nanaguchi was bullied and all that sort of stuff is, like, comes, like, a parallel to Kaga's experience with student bullying. So, and he, Kaga remembers that when they asked the students why they were, why they kept bullying that student, they said, just because we could. And then he, like, he kind of draws that parallel to Nanaguchi being like, okay, like Nanaguchi killed Hidaka and ruined Hidaka's life, at even, you know, like after ruined his name, ruined everything about, you know, his legacy just because he could. Um, and like, that's like the motive that the entire book builds up to. And that's why I knocked it down from five stars to four stars. <laughs> Cause I was like, what's the point? <laughs> like, I get it. Like we can, I don't know. I thought there was like so many different motives in between, but this like last twist at the end where it's like, let me just make it so that like he just kills him just because he could. I'm like, that's what you settled on? Really? But yeah. Hey, that, that's what I said when I was giving my summary to Chris, but then I realized, I mean, it's really because he didn't want people to find out that he was there. They they thought that was the that was like the second to last motive, and then at the very end, Kaga's like just because he could. Or whatever. Oh really? Yeah, because he was Kaga was like, why why didn't Hidaka say anything earlier? Then he had all this time to say anything. He wouldn't uh, have. He wouldn't have revealed anything. But yes, yeah. I was right. 
Yeah, see, that's what I'm talking about. Too many twists. Too many twists. Also, Harshly. like... Oh, yeah, go ahead. Did someone kill someone? I guess, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of psychos out there. Yeah. <laughs> but, I don't know. I just thought, like, the whole thing, like, him going through all of that. Because there's a there's another kind of, like, subplot where Nanaguchi is suffering from cancer. Um, and so he is under the mindset that he's going to die anyway. So like before he dies, he can like ruin this guy's life. But then, and he like, in the beginning, he like foregoes the surgery that could potentially help him and all that sort of stuff. And like, um, but at the end, he ends up having to go through the surgery and Kaga's like, I hope you live forever. Or like, I hope you live for a long time. (laughs) Yeah, I also did not get the whole just because he good thing because, yeah, I also, I mean, it definitely makes sense because, yeah, the whole, it's like, yeah, since there were so many twists, it's hard to realize that, okay, like, the real truth is that they, like, kind of kaga pieces together that, you know, Nonoguchi is, like, or sorry, Hidaka is a good guy, and I think at the very end, um, or towards the very end, he finds out that, oh, like, there was this one piece of like one thing that Noroguchi said in the very beginning that he like always believed, which was that, and we like also hear it from Noroguchi's perspective in the beginning that it was so creepy that Hidaka like killed this cat. And so like he, Kaga even always had this perception that Hidaka was like a secretly bad dude. And it's like comes out from everyone's stories and everything he learns that no, he's like, a really nice person that everyone likes and there was actually nothing he did that was bad right so it's also kind of like why would he hold this over like Nonoguchi it didn't like there's nothing that you know Hidaka is actually holding over Nonoguchi so I guess like that totally makes sense and that yeah he like basically just wanted to ruin this guy's life I don't think he also had to kill him. I mean, I don't know. I guess he just hated him that much. But I was like, I feel like you can ruin someone without killing them. And it could be even worse. But yeah, I don't know. Now, now I definitely agree that there were, especially as I was telling the story, because I feel like because I was reading it in pieces, like I wasn't as jarred by all of the twists that were happening. But yeah, now reflecting, I feel like, I mean, I would still keep it at four stars because I like, just felt like it wasn't a five star but I feel like yeah I don't know it was told in a very interesting way like I said where I don't think we usually get super into someone's motive which I think that was definitely an interesting thread throughout this book but like you said Pooja it's like unsatisfying for it to just be something so simple when it could have been something so complicated I originally thought that he was like oh yes I'm going to like I want to murder him but I'm going to like plan it so that it doesn't seem premeditated which I think Kago kind of referenced that but he was saying that no Nonoguchi like planned it so much so that it would like reveal things that would ruin Hidaka's reputation but I think it also would have been I mean I guess yeah under this it would have been like yeah it could be a heat of the moment kind of murder which when me he would be get less time in jail for that <laughs> so it's like oh that's smart of him to do it that way um <laughs> but I yeah I don't know uh, well, I wouldn't it be this- like Japanese law yeah I know I know it's like not the same for sure but like I, I mean I think in general it's probably a similar kind of principle but yeah, I'm I'm thinking about American law for sure, but <laughs> I yeah I don't know. I feel like the book started off really interesting of like getting the killer's perspective when we didn't know he was the killer, but even afterwards we did get his perspective throughout. But yeah, I guess I don't know that that part was interesting to me too. To like because I feel like you either usually get the really like the bad person's perspective the entire way through and you're like seeing the story from the killer or like whatever like flawed person but this was like a book where you can see both the detective and the killer but I also was like I don't know we didn't see his malicious motives come out because he was always telling things in a way that it was more 
sympathetic to him because one other thing I left out in my longest summary was like the there was one part where they thought um Hidaka's first wife and Nonoguchi were like conspiring to kill Hidaka um and that's where this whole video thing comes from where he's like painting the like Nonoguchi is painting the story that oh yeah like we wanted to get rid of him because we were having an affair but then he found out and he woke up when we were trying to kill him because he knew that we were gonna drug him and kill him so and then he like threatened us like threatened Nonoguchi with that and that was kind of the reason behind him like forcing uh Nonoguchi to ghost right but um yeah I don't know it's like all of these kinds of things like make Nonoguchi seem more like of a good person-ish like you're like okay, or like at yeah. least a sympathetic a sympathetic, sympathetic story yeah but yeah he was not yeah yeah I thought like the whole I I definitely agree with the one too many twists thing and I think so given how many twists there were, I did find the pacing of this book to be a bit slow, like, at least in the beginning. I I also, like, this is a different tangent, but I also felt like there's a lot of parallels between this and, like, Agatha Christie books, where, like, there's at least, like, one Poirot book that I feel like is very similar to this, where, like, you're following the perspective of someone who is like not like part of this crime initially and then you don't really realize what's happening and then like you end up finding out that they had it they were a key I'm totally spoiling one of the Poirot books I'm sorry but I'm not gonna tell you which one so you won't know but <laughs> but um basically like you're following this one character and then you realize that he's the murderer and like the detective is also trying to figure out what's happening and that sort of thing. And it's like, but yeah, so it's very much, you know, you initially are following this or whatever, but I do think that like, it was very clever to kind of make, because he's like an unreliable narrator, right? So like you as you and Kaga are kind of in the same boat where this guy is just like spewing lies at you and you're just believing everything in the beginning. And then like, all of this like he like spews more lies and more lies and like a sympathetic story and whatever and you're kind of on his side but then by the end you're supposed to be not on his side and like Kaga's revealing all of this but back to the pacing part because you spend so much time in the lies by the time you are at the end when all the truth is revealed you're so confused Cause you're like, I, cause so much time is dedicated to like that middle lie where he's like explaining like this, the, it's like, I swear in the ebook, it was like 80 pages or something of like the little chunk where he's explaining, like I had an affair with Hidaka's wife and then Hidaka started blackmailing me and then Hidaka's wife died and blah, blah, blah. And like all of that happened. And the reason why Kaga suspects that is like, He's like, after Hidaka's wife died, you like still collaborated with him and all that sort of stuff, even though you were claiming that the reason why you were not going to do anything is because you didn't want to frame, you didn't want Hidaka's wife to be involved in it. That's why. And like, I don't know that, but like he, like, he spends like 80 pages just explaining that. So you think that is the actual truth. And then like, I don't know. And then like at the end when certain things are getting revealed, it's like I already spent so much time thinking that was the truth that I'm confused now. Yeah, that's fair. I don't know. I felt like that was part of the like that was my like, you know, oh yeah, this book is ending. Cool. Like, but I feel like that's part of the author's, you know, method of fooling you so much because if it was just a five page thing then you could be like oh yeah this is like some bullshit he made up but you're like oh okay it's this elaborate story how could that be false you know yeah I feel like I I agree all the twists got confusing I mean I literally didn't realize the ending but yeah I feel like dedicating so much so many pages to the that one plan gave like I don't know it really 
emphasize the amount of work that he put in to make his fake motive <laughs> and so it's like I don't know I, for me it helped me appreciate it more that this man went to such weird length to have such a random motive like wait was it ever revealed why he wanted that motive why he wanted people to think that was his motive he like that's the thing like he went through so many lengths and at the end his motive is just because he could no but it's like also because he wanted to ruin Hidaka's but yeah but what's the motive of wanting to remove like ruin his thing because he hated him yeah oh okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah I wish there was a little more on like why he hated him so much to like do that because I think it was like just because he could but also like you know targeted at this one man for like he was jealous of his career it was like it was mentioned a little bit that his like mom made him hate yeah yeah. people from that place yeah it's like I don't know if Maybe it would make my me dislike it, but I wouldn't be like, I'm ready to kill that person and ruin his reputation. And that too, like he he knew him from when he was a child. These people are like in their fifties or something now. Like you know, like so much yeah. time has passed. You can you get over that. You know, you don't yeah. hold that against someone for that many years. Like yeah, it's like why now? I mean, obviously, like I like they you know started talking again and stuff but it was also kind of I was like why now instead of any time in between um I mean, yeah. he also I mean I don't know how how long they reconnected for but I feel like it was just like a buildup of jealousy and then he was like because he wanted to be an author too and then this man was famous author and but like, how do you what if that's not even true, though? I mean, I do think he wanted to be an author because he was a children's author. I feel like if he didn't want to, then that's really dedicated to the motive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like there's like there's like a little more in there for sure. But yeah, I don't know. But I was going to say to the previous like stuff you were talking about, I feel like I don't know I liked the fact that there was such a deep like explanation of this one story but I think if they cut out some of the other twists like you could like be like figuring things out and then get to this one like okay this is the fabricated story but we fully believe it because it's pretty thorough and I think also if the author like didn't leave a hundred pages left and just left like a little bit which I guess it might have been hard to explain the true motive in like 10 pages but I was like that would have been cool but yeah it might have it might have actually felt like something was thrown away at the end I don't know I don't know if there's a good way to do it but definitely like less twists but maybe like more believable kind of things that fool you um but yeah also I I don't know just yeah since we are now confused still of like how he actually did this I wish there was like something that we could go off of of like maybe yeah I don't know like through everything you're like okay he's clearly got a lot of time on his hands and got a lot of hate in his art but like I don't know we didn't we didn't see that from the beginning so it's like it's like okay cool (laughs) (laughs) okay cool yeah 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 I don't know I also feel like the author like was trying to create Nanaguchi to be this like you know like over the top deliciously villainous villain where it's like oh look at how crazy this person could be like going to so many lengths to like you know change people's perceptions about this person I don't know it's just like I feel like we needed at minimum we needed to know we needed at least to hear from Nanaguchi's perspective like about his previous experience with Hidaka you know like at least like at least like from his perspective his childhood bullying or something to like 
feel we don't need to necessarily if the mo if the author didn't want us to know like what if the if the author wanted us to think that the motive was just because he hated him we need to at least see like where that hate is coming from you know at minimum i just want to see nanaguchi's like like a few sections or a few chapters on like nanaguchi's like in the past like flashback to like when they were in middle school and like why like, i don't know something about nanaguchi like getting bullied or something like that to make me feel like okay like he's just like he's just developed this hatred for humanity or something i don't know yeah i agree because uh i mean he talked to a lot of people in their childhood but since they all had different ideas about their relationship it like confused me even more <laughs> which i feel like maybe that was the point and then it was like you're in this confusion and then kaga clears it up but it still made me confused <laughs> even when kaga cleared it up so i feel like yeah in the beginning like they could have added some more detail on what their relationship was because it i guess it sounded like they like ah uh, i don't know their names but what's H hidaka it sounded like hidaka was like friendly to him but he just didn't like him but i don't know there was no reason why he didn't like him other than his mom saying i hate being here and there was no reason his mom didn't like it other than she just didn't like it she didn't even like it wasn't even him it was just like the place that they were and because yeah. hidako was from the same place it's like i don't like these people which again like if we had seen like nanaguchi's perspective on living in that environment or something or like being bullied and like like because i don't know like i feel like there there are it would have been just a little bit more believable to me if we saw Hidaka being like, or it's not Hidaka, Nanaguchi being bullied by other people even to like, for me to understand like, okay, clearly this person was severely bullied and that impacted like his emotional state and his psyche and his perspective on the world. And that can last in the future like if you're so viciously bullied as a child during your formative years it can impact you even when you're in your 50s it can impact your worldview and all that sort of stuff but we didn't see that <laughs> so <laughs> we didn't spend any time with that which is fine i guess but i don't know it's just something to think about but i also think it doesn't necessarily relate to the way that story was written it's very much a police procedural it's not trying to get into the mindset of a person right it's not trying to like figure out it's not trying to give you like you know all of these details and what a person is feeling or what a person is thinking it's more like these are the facts we're going in order this is addressing this and this is addressing this this is addressing this okay you know done it's very like it's very like a linear straightforward story even with all of these twists happening it's not trying to like get into like the mindset of a person and trying to be like oh they felt this way and this and that or whatever it's all exposition yeah i guess all the evidence was like like even um naga what is his name nanaguchi nanaguchi yes even his like perspective was technically evidence because it was like what he wrote so it wasn't even like this is his I mean, it is his experience to a certain extent, but it wasn't like, I don't know. It, you, it felt it, you can't believe it. You don't know what to believe because he's like unreliable. But I, I'm, yeah, I'm just saying like everything was like a piece of evidence, like not necessarily like at that time, like what that person was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. I also thought that Kaga was like, I, I don't know why. I just wanted to get more out of him also. I feel like his only role in this book was to like, which I guess is the point, which is just like reveal the truth. <laughs> but like we didn't get anything about like his own feelings on anything. Like it's like he was so like, you know, 
far away from the situation. He did not, like, he was not even, like, part of it. He was just, like, this objective third party observing the entire thing. He had no personal feelings. And, like, we we saw a little bit of his personal feelings with the whole bullying thing. But then, even then, I feel like we could have gotten more, you know? Yeah, I mean, I feel like that was also the thing for the other book we read, though. I feel like he's very objective and is, like, I'm not... I think he even said sometimes I'm not going to share my feelings about that. But yeah, I guess it like in a sense makes him lose a little dimension as a character. Like I feel like, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like in the other book, it did show the perspectives of the other people. And it's like, oh, this attractive, nice man walked into my store or like, I don't remember. (laughs) something along those lines i remember the attractive nice man walked into the store (laughs) it's just like i don't know it gave him more character and like i guess you can see a little bit from nanagoshi's writing (laughs) nanaguchi nanaguchi's writing but i don't know it made in my opinion it was like it was almost like he wasn't even a real person but just like a figment that is like solving this case. I don't know how to describe it. I I that's a good way of putting it though. <laughs> I feel like that's like the I don't know, not with every detective novel, but I feel like especially like a detective that's like supposed to be doing their job and being objective and all of that. It's like yeah, you're getting their perspective in this book, but they're supposed to kind of compartmentalize and treat this like a job like very you know almost like treating it not necessarily like people he knows and I think he was even referencing like oh I don't know like I do have a relationship with the person one of these witnesses back when he thought it was the witness and now it's the killer um but he's still like one about investigating it but yeah I feel like the I don't know I wasn't super mad about that but I do feel like because this book didn't have any other characters. <laughs> like it was just Hidaka, no, or sorry, Hidaka died. Nonoguchi is there. And then there's like these minor characters that don't really do much at all. So because at least the other book had other people and you got their perspectives on like things in general, even if they weren't necessarily like directly related to the crime this was just very much like the people that needed to be involved so yeah it did feel like you know nobody had feelings in this book because even what you get from Nonoguchi is like yeah his like whole story but then all of it's fake um so I get why that would be annoying but I do think in this like kind of book I wasn't mad about Kaga not really having much opinions or like many other things going on um but I think yeah it could have just had more I think even just more from Nonoguchi throughout where you could kind of get these little chapters or, or like some way of you know getting a little glimpse into him or if we're supposed to just stay because I think you one of you or both of you were talking before about like how it's we're just kind of getting everything that Kaga's getting and trying to figure it out along with him, then, I don't know, maybe there could have been some other person that was helpful that was also a character in this book. But, yeah. But, okay, to your point, right, I do think part of, like, even though we're only seeing Kaga, like, what the way that it's framed, though, is that, like, Nanaguchi says something, and then the next chapter, Kaga has already solved it and is coming back with the retort. We don't see him solve anything. Like, we don't see him do the work of anything. We see, like, yes, we get the interviews, but, like, we don't see him interviewing. We just see, like, after he's figured the lie out, then he comes back and he's like, I figured the lie out. Hmm. Which is like, okay, <laughs> we're just seeing people talk about what they did. We don't see what them doing anything. Yeah, yeah. I do think like some, yeah, I guess like he just kind of in that explanation explained some of what he did of like, oh yeah, I 
you know, I looked through this video a bunch of times because I knew something was going to be off in it or something like that. So yeah, it's like in through the lens of him talking to Nonoguchi, but I don't know. Yeah, I guess it's just the style that the author chose to write this book in. But yeah, it can definitely be less interesting to read about. I definitely think Kaga has like perfect character syndrome or something where it's like nothing is a problem for this man (laughs) literally like you tell him a million lies he will catch all of your lies (laughs) like there is he is always gonna win which is like I don't know I don't mind that like sometimes you just gotta root for the right guy you know like you just want to root for someone and it's fun but like sometimes I'm like okay at least put in a little effort you know, <laughs> like, I mean, he had to go through so many things. He had to dig through so many That's true. Lives. I would have been so pissed if I was Kaga. I would have been like, listen, bitch, <laughs> you lied to me so many times. Just tell me the truth fully once. Oh my God. Why are you making me go around in a circle? Yeah. He's he dedicated to do that. I feel like. No, he could have stopped at like the third twist and just been like, okay, I think we got it. <laughs> I mean, he already arrested the man, right? Like he, yeah. he, it was never like, the twist was never like, oh, it's actually someone else is the killer. It was always this guy's the killer. It's just figuring out why he did it. Like what was his motive? Which again, I, my main frustration is like the entire point was trying to figure out what he did, why he did what he did. And he just hated him, really. That's why. Okay. You have any other thoughts, guys? No? Okay. So that is a wrap on season four um, in its entirety. uh, Where we went, and in this episode, we went over the book, or we talked about the book Malice by Kigo Higashino. And as Sarah mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, Our next season, season five, is going to be our second chance romance season (laughs) in which we read authors from whom we've already read before. um, And we're just kind of going to see whether, you know, like whether we like these authors, you know, other books, second books, second or third books from these authors, or we never want to read them again. Who knows? And there are a couple authors where we've liked one book that they've read, or that they've written, and one book that they, uh, and we didn't like one book that they've written. So we're gonna see a third time's a charm. See whether we actually. I'm not explaining this well. Come back in season five, and we'll have a better explanation. (laughs) (laughs) But. Basically, just as we're going to read books by authors that we've already read before on this podcast um, and see whether we like them or not like them. So, yeah, we're giving authors a second shot. But I think it's also like we can read authors we did like. Yes. They continue their good books like this episode where I think, no, we did like this author. We did. We did. We did like Kigo Higashino. We'll probably give him... Maybe we'll give him a, I don't even know if it's him. I'm sorry. We'll give them a, another shot at some point. But yeah, but stay tuned for season five. Um, we have to think of a better chan- better name because Second Chance Romance doesn't sound right. <laughs> that doesn't sound like the theme of the season. <laughs> that we, sh- we should think of a different name for the theme. But yeah. Stay tuned for season five for a better explanation of what we're doing in season five and also some, um, you know, our familiar favorites with our authors. So, you know, uh, do I hear a book by Ali Hazelwood coming out soon that maybe we feature on this podcast? <laughs> maybe, maybe. I don't know. You'll, I guess that's one of the books that you'll have to you'll have to stay tuned to hear our thoughts on. So, yeah. Are you guys excited for season five? Hi. I am somewhat excited, somewhat scared. Why? (laughs) I know there's going to be so many authors that, you know what, I don't really have faith. But you know what? 
Alex Michaelitis, he pulled it out in the silent <laughs> I was talking about this yesterday and I was like, yeah, he I gave him a second chance and he did better. So even though that was his first That was book. his first book. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, we have to see his third. But also there are authors who we've read multiple books and I don't know. Still, Sarah's gonna pick them again. <laughs> I know exactly the ones. Sarah's gonna pick the one with as the Allie Hazelwood. She's gonna pick the one with Colleen Hoover, and she's gonna pick the one with Lauren Lane with the with the whole Passion on Park Avenue author. One hundred percent. Those are Sarah's three picks for next season. <laughs> yeah, get ready. Get your romance on. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'll do a mix. I'll I'll do I'll do I'll, maybe I'll choose one author that we hated, like absolutely hated. One author that we really loved, and one author that we felt mad about. I feel like those are. I'm gonna try to be pick a range, you know. Yeah. Nice. Harshi's gonna pick three thrillers. <laughs> Listen. <it's> just- <laughs> The, the books, the authors that speak to me. Happen to always be thriller authors. That's her favorite genre, I feel like. Yeah. No, because I I want to read this book, Mad Honey by Jody Pico. Pico. Yeah. Pico. <laughs> That's what I, I said it wrong when I whatever we read it before. And then anyway. Um that book well, we didn't, you guys didn't like that in the first, the other book that we read by her. But this book, I was like rereading the summary because I thought like, oh, I don't, I think it's just like a fun book. But I think there is some like killing happening. But it's romance and thriller. Oh. I don't know. Those are some of the labels, but I don't know how much romance there will be because <laughs> I feel like usually with the thriller, it's like, I don't know, romance is a background story. Yeah. But- We'll see, we'll see. I don't know. It could be interesting. Romantic suspense. <laughs> <laughs> the suspense is very romantic to me. I, it's my love <laughs> The suspense is very romantic to me. <laughs> Someone wanna give me some suspense? I'll love you. No, I literally, I've, you know, romantic suspense is a subgenre because I've read books. Wait, really? Yeah, I, I can give you some rags if you want to, actually. Mary Burton, she's an author who exclusively writes romantic suspense books. There's like a couple and then there's shit happening. There's like, it's like a standard thriller, but like, it's like either there's like a whole like romantic subplot where like both of them are put in dangerous situations. And yeah. It's okay. like that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll get check out the author Mary Burton. You'll get your romantic suspense kick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, cool. So if we have nothing else to say on this topic, we will see you next season. Stay tuned. Bye. Bye. Bye.